Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Sorry we took like a little time away. I know you guys missed us. Um, We have just had some fun times going on. So, you know, obviously there's some new news noteworthies. Why do I have such a problem saying this, Nicole? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> new and noteworthy stuff. There going you go. Um, let's see. Uh, COVID land. There's just always stuff going on in COVID land. They announced that. Oh, they announced that they're they're really moving forward on this pill. Yes. Yeah. That's which is really exciting. And um, so you know maybe some people won't die. <laughs> hope so. I hope the pill turns out to work wonders. But it does not work in place of vaccine, so. No. Oh, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see if some anti-vaxxers are going to be willing to take the pill, though. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? You know, I question that. Um, So there's that. And then they announced um, that there's a new rapid test that um, is looking for approval. Yes. So that can help that can help get testing faster. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that that helps prevent COVID, but it helps. No. It really- helps with the pill because you want to give the pill early as possible. You can't give it past a certain time. So a new rapid test that would work would be amazing. Well, I think though it helps test more people. And I think the more people you can test and the sooner, you know, someone's positive, the fewer people that person would come in contact with. Mm-hmm. So it helps. It helps um, stave off the spread of COVID, which I think is really nice. Um, very, very helpful. Um, and there's just more restrictions going into place. There's more places saying you have to be vaccinated to show up to Mm -hmm. come to more people are getting arrested for, uh, forging. Yeah, they sure are (laughs) vaccine guards. And you guys, I think, I think we're finally starting to make some progress with this. My, my mom texts me. She's like, I got my booster shot, you know, cause she's of a certain age that I won't name, but she's, she qualifies. Um, and she's like, but they're now they're saying we might have to get them yearly. And I, and I was like, um, but they've been kind of saying that all along. Yeah. We were going to need booster. You do with the flu shot too. <laughs> right. I was like, I, this should not be a surprise to anyone. So in case anyone's surprised, like my mom, um, guys, we're probably going to need boosters all along. Yeah. Like the flu shot, just like everything that we'll probably need to get booster shots at least, at least annually, yeah. if not more often. And why it's not? not that bad. It's a shot in the arm. Yeah. It takes two seconds. You go home. Exactly. So 
the all good, like, I just feel like for once I had all good news on the COVID front in number of kids hospitalized is going down. Thank God. It's still a quarter of the number of hospitalizations, but the number of children is decreasing, which is very exciting. Yes. Very. Um, cause I just, it really bothered me that children were taking the brunt of this and that yep. just to do with going back to school. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, now I think was Pfizer approved for five to age five. They say in two weeks, mm-hmm. which is really, really great. I know it's so helpful. You guys, it's just, it's been just like, I think really positive movement on the COVID front right now. And we need positive movement. It's yeah. been negative. It's been so negative. It's and, so rough. And I really felt like, yay, some positive news. Hooray. Yeah. I mean, people are still getting sick and people are still dying, but we're doing more and more to, you know, try and prevent this. And maybe that means, you know, people can actually get together for the holidays in safe numbers and ways, like just close, close family. Maybe it's yeah, it's still tricky because, you know, you have families that are close where half aren't vaccinated, half are. So the holidays are still going to be extremely tricky. People are still not going to listen. We're still going to see a lot of cases. It's just going to be what it is. Everyone celebrates in a hazmat suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look what I got you for Christmas. It's a hazmat suit. But I got it for you in pink. (laughs) Hey, I put some zebra stripes on it. (laughs) Exactly. We can dress up. We'll pretend like it's Halloween. Sparkles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there must be sparkles. Always sparkles. Yes. Yeah. Guys, it's, I mean, I know Dr. Fauci said, you know, he wasn't sure what the holidays would look like and people like eviscerated him for it, but he's right. You know, we just don't know yet. So Mm -hmm. patience, my friends, patience, but we just got to wait it out. Just take the good news for what it is. It's good news. Yes. Let's just be happy about the advancements. Um, but Nicole, how's your week been? Um, been really rough. It's been a rough couple of weeks. I have a, uh, my best friend's husband is dying and that's been really rough. And, um, the change of weather here is really put in my body. I mean, every year that it, that happens to me, spring, and then going in from summer to fall and winter, it's very, very hard in my body. Any, any changes? I love the fall. I love the winter. Cause I always feel better, but just the change of season is just killing my body right now. Yeah. It's the change of season is while we welcome the fall, mm-hmm. we always want to welcome the fall. Yes. It's a lovely change from the heat. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit rough. And yeah, the stress of, of death mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. And you've been working and putting your body through too much. Yeah, I've got a lot going on. I text Nicole all the time. I'm like, you need to sleep. I know. And I haven't been sleeping well either because the change of season always messes up. I mean, I have insomnia anyway, but it messes up my my normal insomnia. So I like up to like 2.30 in the morning every night, just like tossing and turning. And I don't, last night I didn't fall asleep to like three. And then I had to get up. I got up, I woke up at like seven and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I'm like, oh man, come on. Yeah. So I tired. She's so tired. I'm so tired. 
Yeah, I'm dealing with an excessive amount of fatigue. That's where I am. That sucks. You know, I had a clean MRI, so that's good. Yay! MRI of my brain, by the way. Should clarify what I had an MRI of. MRI of my brain is clean. So happy that's okay. Yeah, but I am having the hemifacial spasms. I had a really bad um, allergic reaction to, I don't know what, and my face swelled up. You guys can see it on the Instagram page if you would like the morbid look at <laughs> what it was to not be able to smile. Nicole's like, what is wrong with your face? No, no I can't even speak. Yes. Um, my throat did not close up. It was just like all swelling of my face. I had a rash down my chest, on my hands. We have no idea what I reacted to. Um, so it's been a really fun week of doctor's appointments and, you know, seeing a new rheumatologist who is amazing, neuro-ophthalmologist who's great. That's so great. Uh, you know, living the, living the chronic illness life of like, you know, your, your chronic illness is your full-time job and all you do is see doctors. It really is. It really feels like that, doesn't it? It totally feels like that. Totally does. But the MRI was the scariest part because we just didn't know why I'm having these twitches on my eyes and part of my face. And at least we know it's not, it's not a tumor. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> hey, come on. It was right for it. it you like, had to take that moment. <laughs> I love it. That joke's bound. But it's not a tumor and it's not, there's no like spots or anything or nothing really pressing on the nerves. So it's just idiopathic. And we will see. We will see what happens. Hopefully it doesn't get worse. And we can just leave it as is. Otherwise, my face, for the very first time, will get Botox. You don't want Botox. Mm-mm. My baby skin. Exactly. Uh, yeah, guys, I'm, yes, I'm 50 years old and I am like, not like, I'm like, I don't want Botox. And, and you look 30. Well, welcome to EDS. <laughs> you look have a baby face. <laughs> baby skin. Oh, I'm You're very fortunate. I'm not if, you, if all of you all want Botox, you go get Botox. Yes. I am like, I don't need Botox. I don't have lines. Right. But if the twitching gets worse, it's Botox that they have to inject. Whatever. As long as it helps, that's what's most important. I suppose. <laughs> I don't think we want half of the treatments we get, you know, we have to take. <laughs> it's like, like taking the steroids for the allergies. I was like, my face is a little moony looking. We're like five days. And I was like, why is it puffy? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm taking steroids. And it got puffy within the five days. Yeah. I, I, I hate having moon face. I hate it. Yeah. So I'm like, mm. cause she's like, um, you might gain weight. And I was like, it's five days. She's like, yeah, it's probably water weight. And I was like, but five days. <laughs> it's crazy. And I was like, I need more weight. The gabapentin took care of that for me. I can't fit in anything in my closet. Uh-huh. I don't want to buy a new wardrobe. No. Like that costs money, people. Yeah, it does. I like my clothes and I can't wear anything in me the closet. Me neither. I know it's an awful feeling. 
Thank you, Gabba Penton. I guess that brings us to our topic for today. So gaining weight is, you know, probably weight is actually part of what we deal with in chronic illness, whether it's gaining weight or not being able to gain weight. We we've talked about that on our body image episode, you know, like how we look, how we feel, the clothes in our closets, everything. But that's body image. There's another side of it that is the nutrition side, the what we put in our mouths. And it's it's the diet culture side. Um, you know, there's the diet culture side that tells you you don't look good enough, you don't, you don't present as a perfect size zero, six feet tall, and you know, your clothes all fit perfectly on a hanger and they should look that way on you, which is like whatever. Um, by the way, I'm never going to look like that. And I don't want to, I like my curves. That's, that's body image, but what you put in your mouth, there's also a diet culture side of that where there's a shaming or a, Hey, try this fad diet that we also deal with, especially with chronic illness, because there, you know, you always have those people that you're like, "Mm, I've got MS and they're like, Oh, I've got this diet that will work perfectly to help you. And it'll totally cure MS. Yep. Um, guys, there's no diet that's going to cure your chronic illness. Mm-mm. There's no diet that's going to cure anything. It's going. It might alleviate some symptoms. What you eat might alleviate some symptoms. Not going to cure. Doesn't quite work that way. So, and I'm not speaking from a medical standpoint, but I'm positive I have about a million doctors behind me screaming, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> And dietitians going, thank you, say it again. (laughs) But there are like, but what diet culture has done is it's kind of like skewed our brains that we need to like eat a certain diet that has a name or a fad diet or follow this influencer or, or do this thing. And it's, it's going to be a miracle. It's going to be a miracle, Nicole. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of that is, you know, Facebook and Instagram and and all these things that have like done this and magazines and 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 they've all done this, follow this new diet that's come out. Mm -hmm. Like when Atkins came out, Mm -hmm. everyone wanted to do Atkins. Yeah. Me, because I was like, ew, that's all fat and meat. Guys, I don't like fat and meat. So it was like the grossest diet I've ever seen, but people wanted to do it. Yeah. It was very, it was very big. I remember like so many people talking about it or trying it, you know, like it was such a craze. Now it's keto, everyone, mm-hmm. keto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you just, it, there's always something, there's always something that's going to come out, but people love to shove these diets in front of us saying that they're going to cure our illness or make us feel amazing. And, you know, oh, I'm, you know, oh my gosh, you know, your collagen isn't working. This diet's going to like replenish all your collagen. No, it's not. We wanted to talk a little bit today about diet culture and what it means for us in the Spoonie community and, and the impact it has on us in, in the Spoonie community. Um, if you can tell, I get a little passionate about it. Me get passionate about things. I don't know. <laughs> Nicole's over there laughing silently. I can her face. But we thought it might be helpful because it's something that seems to be coming up a lot like these yeah. diets and, and people talking about them, you know, this changed my life and all this stuff. So 
I think it's really important that, that we have this conversation right now. Yeah. You know, cause Nicole, you've, you've tried several different diets, but you've done it with your dietitian. Yeah. Doctor, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I always make sure that I consult a dietitian. Um, I have a lot of uh, nutrition knowledge, fortunately, but I always consult a dietitian. Um, and what have they told you when you, when you want to try a different diet? Like, what are the things that they ask you? Um, well, I, I haven't done a lot of fad diets cause I don't believe in fad diets, but, um, there were a couple of diets that came up that I thought were really interesting. So, um, my, I have a functional medicine uh, dietitian and she's wonderful. And, um, I brought up different things and she said, okay, she's, and she told me like, if I brought up something, well, this is my concern with this and this is why. And so if that was something that wasn't good, we moved away from that and talked about something else. And then she would break down why these certain things, elements are important to your body and what you needed to get from them. So it was really helpful having that input because that's stuff I didn't know. Right. So basically I think it's important when we're looking at, when we're looking at anything, any diet that we see, first of all, the number one thing is to make sure we're discussing it with a dietitian. Yes. A doctor can be helpful, but not, they don't get much nutritional guidance. They don't in their schooling. No. Right. You know, they, I mean, I've had a number of doctors be like, just eat more salads. And I'm like, dude, I can't eat lettuce. Right. Talking about that's just, that's their knowledge is very basic in that area. Yeah. Right. And then when I tell them that they're like, they're totally stuck. They're yeah. totally stuck. They have no idea what to tell me after I tell them I can't eat a salad. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> um, and it you, you should even hear them when people are like, I'm vegan. And they're like, um, uh, okay, that yeah. might be good for you. But like, what are you going to eat if you can't eat meat? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so it gets really hard. Their their knowledge is limited. And I'm not, I'm not faulting doctors. They just don't get a no. ton of they don't spend a ton of time on it and they shouldn't. That's that if it's not their specialty, guys, definitely not what they should do is refer you out to a dietitian. Yes. And they should refer you out to someone who studies this stuff extensively. Yes. Yes. And when I mean extensively, like I've talked to dietitians who like blow my mind with their knowledge. Oh my gosh. They go through so much schooling and they have so much to learn. It is like, it is mind blowing. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how much, how much knowledge they have of like, I mean, I learned, I I think I said this on another podcast once, but I learned the other day about like how the different types of wheat have the different gluten elements. Mm -hmm. If you have a gluten allergy, it might not be severe enough. So you could eat European wheat versus American wheat and not be affected because of the type of, they use like, I can't remember it's red or white wheat. Right. We use red or white wheat. And so like, you might just have an allergy that to a certain type of gluten. So you might be able to eat that type of wheat and not this. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Allergy and you just couldn't eat any gluten. It's fascinating. It is so incredible. And like, it is so incredible the detail that they can go into in, in these, in this realm of of food and really a dietitian is going to be the person to talk to because yes. when you look at a fad, when you look at diets, when you, and, and you look at these very restrictive diets, they, they limit you, they limit mm-hmm. your food. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I've always found that if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to want to do something. So true. <laughs> me too. Like it's out there and it's like, like I can't eat, sa- like I did never loved salad, but as soon as I couldn't eat salad, all I wanted was salad. Was a salad. <laughs> all I want now is a nice big salad. Yeah. And yeah. I can't have it. Because it causes me great pain because I can't digest the lettuce properly. If like I wasn't that person who ate a ton of salads before, also maybe because it bothered me, but still I didn't crave salad. Now I crave salad. That just sucks. On a menu, and I'll be like, that salad looks so good. No. And people are like, are you insane? The the Sunday looks good. I'm like, no, the lettuce. It's like I want the lettuce. I can't have it, but I want it. it. it's really, it, it, but that's, so when things get restrictive, they suddenly become something you want more. And that's why people fail on these diets. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Restrictive. When you see a dietitian, it becomes less about restricting and more about opening you up to things like, yeah. like what can you eat? What can you do? What can't, what will work for you? It's, it's not, it's not as restrictive. I mean, yes, you're going to have food you can't eat, obviously, because obviously like if you're diabetic, they're going to tell you not to eat candy all night long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also not going to tell you that, you know, once in a blue moon, that tiny piece of candy you ate, isn't going to be the end of your world. Right. Unlike a fad diet, which likely will tell you it's the end of your world. So there's a difference between you know, seeing a registered dietitian who will walk you through, okay, you know, if you have that craving and it's getting overwhelming, have that cupcake. Yeah. How do you balance that cupcake with the rest of your day? Yes. It becomes a lifestyle, not a fad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing that. And, and, you know, yes, I know that people, there's going to be people who are going to probably scream at us and they're like, keto is the best thing I've ever done. How can you disparage this diet? I understand keto works for people and I get it and I do get it. And, but there's a reason why it's not recommended by some of the major health associations, especially long-term. Correct. It does work in the short term. It's easy for a lot of people to follow. And I understand that. But in the long term, it doesn't have the health effects that you see in the short term. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's plenty of studies that show that. Yeah. You can research those studies, but it does work for some people in the short term. Does it mean you should do keto? It means you should talk to your dietitian about what will work for you. If there's aspects of the keto diet that you're like, I really kind of like what it's saying. I really kind of like the aspects of it. I think I could follow something like this. Talk to your dietitian to see if that those aspects can be incorporated into your daily diet. Most definitely. You know, when I talked to my dietitian at one point, they, we had talked about substitutions for things that were bothering me, but there were things that she mentioned that I had never even heard of that opened up this whole new world of things that I love. And that's another great, a great aspect of it. There are foods out there, you guys, that you may never have heard of Mm -hmm. that you just need to open up and try. Like I introduced Nicole, who hasn't tried them yet, 
to kiwi berries. I can't wait to try them because I love kiwi so much. <laughs> and there are these tiny little kiwi, like they're, they're the size of like a kumquat or which some of you may not even know what a kumquat is. Um, they're a little bit bigger than a grape. <laughs> And they're just like shrunken down kiwis that don't have the fuzzy skin on the outside and you just eat them whole. They look so cute when you sent me a picture. Exactly like a kiwi. And they are so good. Um, But who knew that they were out there? And one day I got um, something like they were a thing that was available in my imperfect foods thing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try them. And I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with them. So whenever they're available, I'm like, yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) So being willing to try like the new foods that maybe your dietitian recommends to you, it it can open up a new world of eating. Most definitely. Uh, You know, and, and you just never know what you're going to end up loving. Yeah. You know, I never tried pumpkin until I was in my thirties and obsessed with pumpkin now. Isn't it wonderful? Me too. Pumpkin lasagna. Mm. Oh, I can't even try that, but okay. We'll still go with pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Nicole. She misses out on all the good stuff. Like spaghetti squash. Who would have. Oh, I love that. Like substituting spaghetti squash for noodles. Yeah. And I love it. Like I will eat spaghetti squash. I do that with, um, uh, some onions, some sauce, mm. chard, and you bake it with just a little bit of mozzarella on the top. Oh, you guys, I could go through recipes that like mm, are my favorite. You know what but I found that I love is chickpea pasta. Have you tried that? Yes. Did that you like it? Really good. I loved if it. It's well enough. Yes. If it's, if it's not cooked well enough, you guys, no. not, make sure no. you cook well enough. Yes. Um, yes. It's really good. Um, there's all kinds of things you can substitute in for, for different things. Like I can't eat. So I love pho. Okay. All these fresh ingredients in your soup, but I can't eat the rice noodles, obviously, cause I can't eat rice. So I just use ramen noodles oh, in smart. instead. Um, and there it's great. It's great. But I, I just like the pho because of all you put in all these fresh vegetables oh, yum! and it's such a good meal. So you guys like trying all these new things, trying all these fresh things and they're, they don't have to be expensive. No, uh, you can use, you know, there's farmer's markets yeah. in the summertime in the fall for most places, of the country, if you're in like California, there's farmer's markets year round. We're lucky there's, you know, and, and there's no shame in frozen vegetables, in canned vegetables, in any of those things. I know that there's like, oh, the studies say never to use them. Great. The studies say that, but you know what? You can afford what you can afford and you can get what you can get. Like not all parts of the country get fresh mangoes. Nope. From trees, you know, Unfortunately. sometimes you got to go buy frozen mangoes. Yeah. You know, it like, you get what you, it's okay guys to make a smoothie with frozen mangoes because that's what your part of the country gets. But the key is to get the nutrition from that. The key is to eat your vegetables. The key is to eat what your dietitian is asking you to eat. And your dietitian should not be shaming you either for that. 
because you should not have to travel 200 miles to go get the things your dietitian is telling you. Nope. Like, no, no one should be doing that. If your dietitian is shaming you because you chose to buy an 89 cent can of green beans because the bag of green beans was $4 and you're on a limited budget, you, you need to either A, be honest with your dietitian about what you can afford. Absolutely. Or B, you need to find a dietitian that works with your budget. Oh, absolutely. And be honest with your dietitian about your budget, which is very important saying, I don't have a lot of money for food. What are some healthy options for me? Correct. Because they should be able to work with your budget. They should be able to work with what you're getting. If you're getting your food from a food pantry, the, they should be able to work with what you're getting. Like I, I have a friend who gets her food from a food pantry and snap benefits. That's what she does. And she, the food she gets from this organization that does the food pantry, like she gets staples. So, you know, rice, potatoes, all that stuff. So she works to like, she finds recipes that are super healthy, but she works with the dietitian to say, okay, these are my staples. How do I make this healthy? Yeah. You know, um, cause you can definitely make potatoes very unhealthy. <laughs> oh my gosh. How about it? <laughs> you know, cause they're very starchy, but, um, you know, she's like, but in those, in the, in that they get like a lot of great canned vegetables. They get a lot of great fresh vegetables in those things. So she works with all of that stuff to like make healthy foods for herself and her kids as best she can. And you guys, it's as best as you can. Yep. No one. And this is the other part of diet culture that really gets under my skin. And this is when I'm going to get really passionate right now. No one should be shaming you for your food. Like if you're drinking tap water, because you don't want to drink alkaline water, drink your tap water. You don't need to buy that fancy alkaline water machine, which is by the way, you don't need alkaline water guys, unless your doctor tells you, you need alkaline water. These, like, I'm so tired of influencers shaming people into buying products they don't need. Same with, same with weight. They do it with weight too, weight and diet culture. Yeah. I'm going to stand on a soapbox right now, but there are so many people out there that are like, why are you buying regular oat milk? You need to be buying this like super supplemented oat milk. That's like $15 for a quart. You know what? Regular oat milk is just fine. And then take your $3 supplements that your doctor told that your doctor and your dietitian told you to take. I just, you guys, it's, it's, it's something that gets under my skin a lot because people believe these influencers yeah. and it has to stop. It has to stop. And we have to stop believing it. We have to stop believing it. We have to stop believing there's miracle cures. We have to like, and it's so easy for us because we want to believe it guys. We want to believe it. We want to believe this is going to work for us because we've dealt with so much pain and we've dealt with so much agony and we deal with so much shame. Well, your body looks that way because you're lazy. You don't, you don't do enough to like stay thin. You don't do enough to like get that perfect muscle tone. You don't do enough. You don't do enough. You don't eat right to do that. Yeah. Or the people who spend four hours in their makeup every morning, you know, and to look a certain way that's, that's popular going right now. But we almost faint when we take a shower. Like, right. Right. yeah, I can't do that. 
no, I can't either. And, and there's a lot of us that can't, you guys, there's a lot of us out there that can't do all that. No. And so this like diet culture where people are shaming you because you bought frozen peas over like going to a farmer's market and buying fresh peas from that guy who grows peas on that mountain, on the mountainside in like, you know, Canada's northernmost province. Right. Just stop guys. We don't need to do that. Just buy your peas. Yeah. Buy the peas. And, and you eat them because I won't. Right. Because <laughs> I don't like peas. <laughs> eat all the peas. Oh, I like peas. Nicole will eat all the peas. I'll eat all the peas. There you go. I love it. No, you guys, we just do what you can with what you can. And that's, that's my soapbox for today. Do what you can with what you can and be proud of it. Absolutely. Be proud of yourself. You did what you could with what you could. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a day where you cheated, it's okay. It's okay. Like you've been talking to your dietitian and you've been, you know, you've got your diet, but you know what? Susie cakes was over there and Susie Cakes makes really good chocolate chip cookies. Guys, we should be getting paid for all the advertising we're doing. And by the way, Susie Cakes makes really good chocolate chip cookies. So if you're ever in LA, Susie Cakes, guys. I was going to say, I haven't heard of those. And no, that's not paid advertising. That's just me being obsessed with Susie Cakes chocolate chip cookies. If you want one of their chocolate chip cookies one day and you eat it, you guys don't drown in your shame. It's okay. You guys know that you're going to eat regular the rest of the time. We all have those days. We all have those days where we are, you know, not doing okay. We all have those weeks when we're not doing okay. You talk to your dietitian about how to handle that. Yeah. To your therapist about, I'm not dealing with light bouquet and I'm emotionally eating. Yeah. Or you know what dietitian, I lost my job and I can no longer buy the things I used to buy. Yes. How do I manage this? I'm having another baby. I need to change what I'm doing. Um, I've decided to go vegan. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And my family doesn't like what I'm feeding them that you've told me to eat. How do I balance all this? There's questions you can ask. It's that's what they're there for. And they will help you work through it. They, they are your nutritional therapist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. That's a great way to put it nutritional therapist. And mm-hmm. you guys, when you work with your dietitian and you eat right, you actually will feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much better. Shockingly. Yeah. Shockingly, you will feel better. Will it cure your disease, Nicole? But it helps. And it yeah. Helps. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. But I just, I just, I, I, I think we wanted to talk more about like diet culture because we're seeing it everywhere guys everywhere. And we are all victims to it. I mean, Nicole and I do, we're like, did you see this? This looks amazing. We should try this. And then we do some research on it and we're like, we should not try this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So true. Do some research, do some research or talk. Yes. Always important to do your own research too. Cause I've, I've fallen victim to the fad dieting. I did it. I did slim fast once. I did too. I hated and I it. was starving. 
Mm-hmm. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was, I was so hungry that I was angry all the time. Oh my gosh. I, I did, um, I didn't do Atkins, but I did like a high protein, low carb diet. Um, I got fatter and I say fatter because literally got fatter. And that's because I would eat like the high protein cookies and the high protein. <laughs> I cheated on that diet in ways that weren't technically cheating, but I just couldn't do it because I don't like meat. So yeah, that's why we're saying like fad diets are not necessarily the way to go because like, why am I going to do a high protein diet when I despise meat so much? I tried that a long time ago, like 20 years ago. And I had really bad reflux was, I mean, I was sick as a dog from all the fat Ooh, not good. Yeah, no, I, I quit that. And that's when I realized, okay, you know what? I need to talk to a professional. I need to, to understand what I really need to be putting into my body that's going to help me in the long run. But see, here's the other side too. Like I went vegetarian when I was in my early, late teens. Um, I was, and I became anemic because I didn't do it right guys, I didn't do it right. So like, we're not just talking fad diets. We're talking like being vegetarian is not a bad thing. Being vegan, not a bad thing if you do it right. And if you do it right, you can maintain a balance of your iron content and your protein and all the things you need in your body. So that's why the dietitian is so important to us. And like, we all have different needs for our body. Like Some of us may need more iron. Some of us may need more folic acid. Some of us like me, I need an insane amount of vitamin D and I need like really high levels of salt. Really like with my pots, I need really, really, really high levels of salt. So like I couldn't go on a diet that was like, don't have salt. Really guys, I'm going to be fainting all the time. So that's, you know, like I would need to see a dietitian that was like, "Mm, let's find ways to add more salt to your diet. You guys just, just be careful out there. Don't let the influencers be that influential, um, but have fun with it too. Food is fun. Nicole's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, ah, but you know what? You, you enjoy cooking. I do. You know, and I'm, I, I don't very much, um, but I, I enjoy new things and I enjoy trying new things. Nicole enjoys when other people cook for her. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> when I get married, I, if I get married one day, I need to marry somebody who can cook or yeah. we're going to be hungry. Just <laughs> looking at me like, this is why you need to live closer. So you can cook for me. Yes. Yes. I'll buy the groceries. Could you just cook it? I can. I can. If you can go find me some squash blossoms. I can do that. See, I'm obsessing over squash blossoms lately, guys. And it sounds so good. They're so good stuffed. Um, see, we're going to go down the food. I'm going to go down a food rabbit hole right now, guys. Don't make me do it. You're making me hungry. I know I will. And that's the problem if we keep talking. So I'm going to just kind of put the kibosh on this right now. And, uh, no, really, we want you guys to feel good about your food. And I think that's, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about because we've talked about body image and we've talked about feeling good about your body, but part of feeling good about yourself is also feeling good about what you're putting in your body. And that's why talking to a dietitian is important. And a lot of people 
because of diet culture, don't feel good about what they're putting in their bodies because they see food as the enemy and food is not the enemy. No, it's not. It should never be the enemy. Food feeds you. It feeds your body. Nourishes you. Nourishes you. It gives you fuel. And, and, and in my case, it, it makes me happy. Like I like making a meal. I like me. I like the way food tastes. I like the way it, it, it looks on a plate and all that stuff. It like, I want food to make people happy. Should have probably been a dietitian, but whatever. I was just going to say that, <laughs> um, but no, really food, food is your fuel. It, it, it feeds your body. It, it, it makes your body happy. It should make your body happy. So meet with a dietitian, talk to a dietitian. If you see something that sounds interesting, talk to your dietitian about mm-hmm. it, do the research on it, but don't just jump into a diet because everyone's talking about it or because, you know, Susie Q down the street said she's been doing it for ages and she feels wonderful on it. That's right. Um, because our, like I said, our bodies are special. They are. And they're, uh, our bodies are different. So just, it's working for Susie. doesn't mean it's going to work for us. Correct. And even if Susie has the same disorder as you, it doesn't mean it's going to work. That's right. So yeah, just keep plugging on guys mm-hmm. Keep plugging on and keep your heads up and do what you got to do. Yes. All right, everyone. We want you all to have a good week. Eat good food. Yes. Take care of yourselves and stay positive. Yeah. Have a great week. You guys have a great week. Bye. Bye.